0: Dang Come it. here you. No! Come here. No! Come here. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Track of (laughs) adulting.
2: Just when I hit record. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to World 1-1 Podcast. I'm your host, ADV, the chocolate desert with wonder. Thank you guys for joining us. With me, live in the Metroid basement, I have the one and only Mr. Larry. I am always right giver. He is the red... Velvet Verdict Beast himself. Uh, Spent the time with him this weekend. Had a complete amazing time. its It's been like literally bananas. But So much food. Oh, the food <laughs> here, everybody, is amazing. I have the sticky be- burger. I got to shoot a gun and get, to, and get some great knowledge learn about gun loss and stuff like that. Um, you'll be able to see that more on World one one uh, See. Uh, my shooting and see the uh, the clips and everything. But hello, Larry, welcome. Uh, what well, up?
3: Uh, Eddie, you better grab this controller. Or I'm gonna hit on pause and start kicking
1: your ass without
2: you. <laughs> so everybody, if you <laughs> if you listen to part one, we have done commentary of uh, playing Metro Prime Two Echoes, the multiplayer, and we. Uh, was that was like literally? I think our both of our first times playing it. Um, no, I got to play it back
3: when it came out, but I have not gotten to play it since. And I'm about to wreck your shit. Oh, I
1: just <laughs> found the cannon.
2: <laughs> what in the world is that? <laughs> so, uh, uh, today on today's show, uh, let's actually talk about Metroid. Um, oh my goodness, <laughs> so you're finally here. Uh, part two of commentary of this <laughs> of me getting wrecked. But, um, the Metroid series, uh, one, one of Nintendo's well-known major IPs, um, it's, it has been many, uh, games for it, and just like the Mega Man X, uh, uh, Mega Man X talk that me, Adrian, and Tony has had, we're going to explore why the Metroid series has kind of really mattered to a lot of people. It hasn't really sold well in Japan, but it's, it is a very beloved series. So, starting with Metroid... On the Nintendo. Um, Larry, how did you get uh, introduced to the Metroid series? Um,
3: For me, it was, you know, uh, getting a, a system for Christmas one year. And, you know, Metroid was one of the games that came with it. It, it was a... It, it, for me, stood out because it was just such a uniquely different game than, you know, everything else that was out there. It wasn't just this, you know platform, run left, do the same thing over and over again. It was, you know, it was thoughtful. It was exploring. It was unique. You know, it was multi-directional. for God's sakes. You know, one of the first things you do is go left. And that just makes a a world of difference. You know, suddenly you've got one game doing something different than everything else. And then the the more you get into it and the more you explore and the more you get lost, the more you want to keep going. And it just, it builds on this, Uh you know, it's not just, you know, oh, you've got a new weapon, here's how to use it, it's, you know, here's the thing I can't do yet, but I bet you there's probably something that'll let me do that if I get it later, so make a mental note to come back to it. So, but yeah, it's, you know, it's conceptually different than, you know, anything else that was out there at the time. So...
2: I know, for me, um, I actually had, uh, my neighbor had the game, and, uh, just hearing the music, and seeing how this, this game was played, because I was into The Legend of Zelda, and that's how I kind of, I didn't see it that way at the time as a kid, that this was, uh, an exploration game, and I've never played anything like it, like, of course you have the Mario Brothers going from left to right, but Metroid was a game that, you know, when you played it, you didn't know what to do when you first started the game, and I, I literally was just like floored by it. I wasn't really worried about the difficulty. It was just like, okay, how do I play this game and where do I go? And the Metroid, and Metroid, the first one, allowed me to do that. And I just really, as a game, game, uh, gamer, definitely if you've been into arcades. You would never think of anything like that.
3: Yeah, you know this. This was an old school game that came out in in the time of the heyday of arcade still that just didn't fit the arcade format at all.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Um. I forgot that was there. <laughs> <laughs> because with arcades uh, definitely during this time when the uh, NES was out, um, it was all about getting a high score. Oh, well, it was uh, Quarter Munchers. Well, yeah. And even like even guys like me- the first Mega Man was just was kind of out I think also during this time. Oh um, uh, crap! Uh, it was just about oh, no, getting right about getting scores. And um, Metroid wasn't about uh, getting scores. Metroid was about me running away for so I don't get <laughs> killed uh, by enemies. And being able to open up doors and stuff like that. Uh, and, and everybody knows the World Famous Code. Uh, well, before we get into that one, uh, when you heard the word Samus, everybody assumed that it was a god. Well, it uh, wasn't
3: just that, but if you read the manual, uh-huh. it actually refers to Samus as a male in the manual. So, it, it was it wasn't necessarily intentional misdirection, but it was something that came about kind of last minute where they went, you know, wouldn't it be cool if, and so they changed the ending, but the manuals never changed because they wanted it to be a surprise at the end. So.
2: Uh-oh. And I think, personally for me, I think uh, Samus was the first female hero of any video game. First lady I... of gaming. Yeah. You know, of course, Princess Peach was like the first female to be kind of rescued in the game. Uh, oh,
3: what a what a uh, a prestigious role—the first bitch to ever get kidnapped!
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow!
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let the feminism roll in!
2: But you know, she became like the second female character you can play in a video game because of Super Mario Brothers, too. Um, that wasn't Mario Brothers, that was Doki Doki Panic. Well, I mean, but... <laughs> which, yes. but yes. You, but you know what, you you didn't know that during that time when the game came out. Uh, cause I was all about Super Mario Brothers too, And to have this new format of gameplay was, like, astonishing to me. Uh, with Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, so, um, uh, moving on from Metro, well, let's talk about the seven's code. Uh... Um, Justin Bailey. Yeah, uh, that get, that one allowed you to play her in her um, in a swimsuit. I think it was black. It was, uh, it was like purple. Purple, and you got to play the whole game as Samus uh, without her uh, suit. Not only that, but you got powered the fuck
3: up. I got a present for you. Because uh, to... that, that would let you start with, you know, uh, the the wave beam, yes. uh, the screw attack, you know, load it up on missiles, um, and it, it also started at a point where Kraid uh, and Ridley were both dead, so you were ready to just go trucking along, refine an ice beam, and then go kill Mother Brain. Yes. So, you know, that that was kind of the, the code, because that... that for those that, you know, couldn't or wouldn't, you know, that gave them the opportunity to really explore the game, you know, in a, in a powered-up fashion. So, and it, it really helped open some of those doors and break down some of the barriers that, uh, of entry to that game. Because, they, uh, let's be honest, it has not aged well, but that game was hard as balls. Oh, yeah. You yes. didn't even start with a full fucking health tank. You started at 30 life, and you hoped to God you could make your way up to 99 to fill it just to keep going you know but yeah that that game was fucking tough as nails um now the 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 other code that doesn't get talked about so much because all it actually does is lock up the game but it 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 will guaranteed i've tested it it's tried and true if you want to freeze your game and I kid you not, it fits the four bars of you know code input perfectly. Uh, you can put in "engage Ridley, motherfucker," and it will freeze your game.
2: Wow, that's uh, see, that's new. I've never heard
3: that. Dead serious. Check it out sometime. You can put in "engage Ridley, motherfucker," and it will freeze your game.
2: And for people who bought um, a Metroid Zero Mission for on um, Wii U.
3: Which is um, a way better play, way to play the original
2: game. They still have the original game in it. On it, yeah. Yeah, I just I just
3: read the, the original news story. game got re released in a, a couple of spots. Like uh-huh. you could unlock it on the first Metroid Prime. Yes. Um, it was out there on the Wii Virtual Console. It's now on the Wii U Virtual Console. It was part of the Ambassador Program, uh, for the uh, 3DS. For those of us that you know bought in at launch and then. They dropped the price like a hundred bucks.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Um, so I mean, it's it's all over the place. It's not that difficult to get rid of. Now, for those that want to have some fun with it, uh, shout out to the website Metroid Database. Um, they've got out there a an application where you can select like what you want for like all your starting settings, uh-huh. and it will uh, it will generate a code for the original Metroid to all those specifics. Nice. So there is a code generator they they figured out, you know, what all does exactly what. So, you know, where you want to pick up uh, your game at, you know, how many missiles, what weapons, zero suit, no zero suit, which bosses are already dead. All that shit's on there. It's kind of neat to play with just to see what comes out and what all your options are.
2: Nice. I know I I've, I've never got a chance to finish the regular Metroid. Don't uh,
3: bother. Not gonna lie. Don't bother.
2: I mean, looking. I mean, I I seen the ending, and I seen it where they fight uh, Mother Brain, who is the main boss of the first Metroid.
3: He's a brain in a jar.
2: Yeah, but you also had to deal with the fact that uh, you have
3: all the Ringos and the yeah. the Zebites and yeah, and just tiny, tiny platforms. So, but no, it's uh, it it was a marvel for its time. But it is not anything that aged well. Don't bother. Just play Zero Mission, which, which we'll, is up on Wii U Virtual Console now, so you all have no excuse.
2: Which we'll actually get into. Um, so let's move on from uh, Metroid to Metroid to The Return of Six. It and
3: is the best game in the whole fucking series, and anyone that says otherwise can go
2: fuck right off. <laughs> and this game has been re-released for of the Nintendo 3DS, so you are able to play it.
3: It's like $5. Go download
2: it right now. Yes. Uh, and this one came out for the original game. Um, I playing it while me and Larry was talking a couple of days ago. He beat it like it was no tomorrow. He'll probably re-beat it again. And this one was uh, a different kind of way of Metroid. Um, it still introduced some new weapons like the spider ball and some other things. Um, the save point was even different that you. Uh, yes, That's because there of. actually
3: was a save point. There was no save points in the
2: original. Yes, you had codes.
3: Yeah. In the first one. But there were um, no save points.
2: Yeah, and this one you had to defeat Metroids instead of uh, you know going to different bosses and stuff. There's no, there still wasn't no map in it. No, uh,
3: anything like that. Yeah, we, oh. we were still predating the map. This was this was all about the actual Metroids, which, you know, what you saw in the first game, you, you kind of look at it and go, okay, they're terrifying little life suckers, but you get into the second game, and you start seeing them evolve, and you realize that what you saw in the first game was just them as larvas. You know, And you see them come out of their shells and start getting bigger and meaner and nastier until you get to the end and you get to the fucking queen. And it's this giant dinosaur bitch that takes up half the room. And it's just, oh, they they did such a good job. And actually, for those that haven't played it, if you've played Fusion, you've actually gotten to see some of the evolutions. They're in the backgrounds in Fusion in certain spots. Um, Towards the end where the SAX is like Going to town on part of the station, uh-huh. and it ejects that part of the station to try and get. If you look in the background, you'll see the different evolutions of the the Metroids. You'll see the the Alpha and the Gamma and the Zeta and the Omegas in the background until you wow. get to the end where you fight a uh, an Omega Metroid again. So
2: wow, I did not know
3: that. Yes, that's where they came from. So, but you will you will start to get to fight them later on as you get through Metroid Two, uh-huh. but. Um, it, it was, I, I just got my uh, my controller adapter for my PC, so next week, uh, by the time we record next week, I should be able to put up a, uh, or well, we'll talk about a big full-blown review of AM2R, um, but for me, what made this game special is, uh, honestly, a few things that a lot of people, I think, hated about it. For me, it was dark. It was claustrophobic. You know, part of that was the fact the the screen size and the screen resolution meant that in order to get some of the detail that they wanted, it was so zoomed in, you couldn't see a lot of what was going on around you. Right. And that, to me, built on that claustrophobia. You know, on top of that, they, they skimped on a lot of things, you know, just for technical reasons. Like, when you're in these caverns, a lot of the backgrounds are almost solid black. There's not a lot of detail there. But to me, as a child, my imagination said that this is a dark cavern it's a big cavern but it's dark you can't see the back you know yeah. it should be pitch black it should be you know encapsulated it should be cramped you know and in a lot of the in a lot of the fights with the metroids that's another thing they are cramped you don't get a lot of maneuvering room um you know and the the weapons and the upgrades that you'll pick up throughout are limited like i was telling Eddie i said you're only going to see five energy tanks the whole game. That's it.
2: You know, And I, I've already got one mm-hmm. energy tank. Yep. And it's just like, when you tell me that there is only five, I'm just like, wait, what? And did, but if you look at the screen, you can see where the five energy tanks are going to go. Exactly.
3: So, yeah, there, there's only five of them bad boys, and that's it. Um, but, you know, from there, Metroid 2 was also the most interconnected map the series ever had to this day still because there are no elevators you know it's not a section of map that's connected to an elevator you know to another section it's all directly connected caverns and tunnels
2: yes so
3: you could literally draw this map out and it would totally piece together correctly
2: um i have concert one door that i had to use my missus yep and when I got it That's where I got the, I believe I got the spider ball In it Nope
3: That would have been uh, Either your bombs Or your ice beam The spider balls In a little corner Just kind of hanging out Down by itself
2: Oh I thought I, What did I get Oh you know what it
3: Might have been your bombs too
2: It was It was my bombs Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, When I got Because I, I actually fought uh, The first Metroid yep. Killed him before I got anything else. Yep.
3: You have everything you need right from the get-go to go kill your first Metroid. Because it's you start with your, your Morph Ball and your missiles and just a basic power beam and off you go.
2: Yes. Um, on the 3DS, uh, the Y button opens up for your missiles. And your, yep. and your B button. Allows it's, to it's,
3: to shoot and your Y button doubles as your select button. Cause that's what that's assigned to is the select oh,
2: button. Okay, now I was go- that's why I was going to ask you mm-hmm. on the regular Game Boy what was the controls like?
3: Select button for the uh, for the missile toggle. So, which that was the other cool thing too was you know unlike the the original Metroid which did a palette swap to show you that your missiles were activated, Metroid Two which didn't have the colors to do a palette swap, you actually saw for the first time the end of her cannon open up and fan out. Yes. Much like you see in uh, the Metroid Prime games. So, which actually the first Metroid Prime was the closest to that because that's where the actual end of the canon fanned out Um, versus just kind of expanding back a little bit.
2: So, The the first Metroid, you have purple to represent your energy for five and then uh, I think it still had the red or it might have been bigger purple for more energy. On this Metroid, when you defeat an enemy, you'll get just like five energy points. But they have a big ball. The big energy ball, yep. That when you touch it, it refills all your energy. Yep. Um, you'll you'll also find like the
3: the medium energy pickups. So there's the uh-huh. little round ones that are you know your five health. There are bigger ones that are like twenty health apiece, and you'll get those from some of the the tougher enemies that are floating around. They're now, there.
2: Does Metroid Two have like any bosses, or is it different sections? That you have to kill, like, like, because I'm in, mean, like, I, I want to say the first area, and I have, like, 37 more Metroids to go. But that doesn't represent all the Metroids that I need to kill on the whole planet,
3: right? No, no, you're 37, you've you've got two counters, and the one that you're seeing right now that says 37, that's your overall for the entire planet to hunt down and kill all the Metroids. Okay. When you hit your pause button, it, that counter will change, and it'll tell you how many Metroids are left in that area before you hit the next Quake that will move the acid down so you can progress deeper into the planet.
2: And why was that? Why is it killing the Metroids to make the acid go down? Did they it never like, said.
3: It's just a mechanic to keep you, you know, in one spot to clear it before you get into the next section. So, Okay.
2: Because uh, I, I, that's why I'm, I'm like, does the Metroids have anything connected? Well, it's
3: I will say I'm curious because just a snippet preview for AM2R, um... They've got some really cool, uh, like, story and scanning bits. Like, you're not actively scanning anything like you were in the Metroid Prime games, Uh but there's, you know, a little note that happens in the bottom corner that says, you know, scanning complete, uh, you know, check out your logbook for additional information. And he's got really cool, like, data entries on the areas and the creatures and everything. It's it's kind of impressive. You know, and it's it's a very smooth way of putting that in there too, because, you know, like I said, it's not a tedious thing where you've got to scan everything, you know, manually. It just it happens in the background and there's extra depth there if you want to check it out. And he's what I've read of it so far has been really cool. He's he's put some thought into it. And it's it's something that's thus far so well written to me. I would look at it as canonical. But, you know, I, I'm curious to see what else he has written in there, you know, for for the other stuff as you get deeper into the planet.
1: But
3: oh, yeah. We'll 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 get there. So, but yeah, no, there there was nothing officially that tied the Quakes to the Metroids other than just you know it, it was a counter, it was a it was a game mechanism essentially. So.
2: And I think this one, and we're going to get into Super Metroid, uh, the Return of Samus to Super Metroid. Uh, connected at each other because of the idiot I won't yep. say I won't say what it is because I want people to experience. This is a twenty-five-year-old
3: game. Get over it. There are no spoilers anymore. <laughs> but
2: I <want> to, <laughs> But I don't want. I don't want to spoil it because. I, I If think you played the
3: beginning of Super Metroid, you know what happens at the end of Metroid Two. Well,
2: w- well, yes, but I, I think people need to play Metroid Two because definitely for me, I've never played it until it came to the 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that I wasn't into Metroid or something like that. I just, I was just so into other Game Boy games. Oh, yeah. And I was still playing Nintendo and uh, Sega Master and Genesis games. I was playing so much other stuff that Metroid 2, Return of 7 was just slipped away. Yeah. Dude, I even played the Castlevania on Game Boy. <laughs> so that kind of tells you something. Um, but Super Metroid is, is one of the games that kind of defined the Metroid series. Until Metroid... I'm going to say until Metroid Prime. Um, Super Metroid introduced a lot of new mechanics, of course, but really was able to tell a story by being psyched. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the visual things. One, still one of the best boss fights. Still some, some of the greatest music. And very emotional what happens at the end. Uh, but let's get into Super Metroid. Uh... I actually played Super Metroid over the summer. Uh, my cousin brought the game, and I went over to my grandma's house, and we studied the game with the uh, uh, with the uh, with the guy. And yeah. he bought the game, and he brought the guy. I did it. So, but I I took time to learn that game inside out. And still to this very day, once I press start, I I I just I get like super happy. <laughs> Super Metroid
3: I it, it kinda makes me sad because Super Metroid was the last of the the, the heavy Metroids. Um and I, I refer specifically to the way that it played and it handled. Um you know, once Fusion came around, everything from there on out was this very quick, very fast. Super Metroid had a certain feel of being very deliberate, um, in, in the way that Samus handled and controlled, and that's, that's one thing I find myself missing as I'm dinking around with the AM2R download now, is that Metroid 2 also had that, that sluggish, deliberate feel to it, and sluggish is the wrong word, but like I said, heavy and deliberate, um, and AM2R is missing that because a lot of the physics are based off of, like, Fusion and Zero Mission, which had that very quick snap. Um, and I, it, it, something about playing Metroid 2 with that different um, control feel just seems off to me. And I'm, I'm starting to acclimate to it, but I'm still having issues with it because it feels wrong for that game to me. Um, but no, that's, that's something that I, I will forever mourn with Super Metroid being the last game that really had that,
2: uh-huh. that
3: feel to it. Um, you know, it felt like you were wearing heavy armor, you know, and, uh. When you
2: was running and you hear the sound effects of her foot. Oh. Oh, yeah. like, you, you don't know the detail of sound that they put into that game. If you literally put this, even on, uh, Larry has, uh, like a Bluetooth soundbar, mod, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And I believe if you put that mug with Super Metroid, definitely with Sony doing Super Nintendo Sound Chip, yeah, it sounds beyond amazing. It really
3: does. Like, um, I've I've had it down here, you know, and I've I've hooked it up to the sound bar, and it it does sound so good. It's still to me the the layering of I'm jumping tracks here, uh-huh. um, but one of the things that boggles my mind is that game had layered visuals it, it was a 2.5d platformer yeah. you know it had a, a background and a, a a closer background and your your actual play area and even a foreground in some areas that all scrolled independently of each other to give that unique depth perception yes. and it boggles my mind that this has not come out with a 3D format on the 3DS, with that layering would be beautiful.
2: The section where you're underwater and the exactly. glass. Exactly.
3: Oh,
1: see that. That in 3D? is always
3: forever. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite scenes. And what's really cool is you can power bomb that tube, and you can stand back up, but the glass will not shatter until
2: you take a footstep. Oh goodness! Once you take that footstep and you hear the crack. And it all blows out. No, oh, wow! Like that's how attention to detail Nintendo was in that game.
3: And there's so many other unique little things buried in that game that you know were never in an instruction manual. Like the the secret beam weapons. Uh huh. You know, those they're they're for the most part totally useless, but they're fucking neat. You know, you can you can turn off in all but like one of your special beams and uh, charge it up, and along with a power bomb. And it will, you know, trigger these neat little special beam things. Like some yes. of them are kind of like the little shields that will rotate around you. It's just, they're nifty. They're You'll never use them or do anything with them. They're not practical. But they put them in there and they're cool. You
2: and, know? And I love the way that you say how dark this is the last that was the last dark game because when you start up the game um, after it says nintendo presents and you see the title super metroid the dead scientist laid on the ground who in the world in any video game would do that metroid prime 2
3: did it they had dead federation troopers hanging from the ceiling
2: Oh my goodness! I forgot all about that. <laughs> that. <laughs> and even though we are famous it's, as it's open
3: right in front of us, yeah. But no, dead Federation troopers hanging from the ceiling. Not not even kidding.
2: But you know, as Nintendo being a family, uh, you know, a family company with yeah. their games and stuff, you would never think of them being that dark for for uh, for gamers that came out during that time. Oh, but it was, and
3: it's its not that it was dark, it was just, it was moody, you know, it, it had an ambiance, it had a distinct feel that nothing else really emulated.
2: Definitely when, uh... Gonna when run you... around and kick your ass again. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely when you get into where, uh, after you meet the scientist and you get to a point where... The room is empty, but you see, uh, the Metroid that's in a glass case. And then you just see the first, uh, this red eye pop out, and it's written. And Mm. after, of course you can't defeat him, because you, well, you gotta get into the adventure. And just the rain effects and all, just everything in that game. Oh, yes, It's it's literally superb. Uh, And, um... Oh, what the heck happened? (laughs) I got a double
3: kill on you. I had a death ball, and I hit you with the morph ball cannon right as you walked over it. Oh,
2: that is... uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Super Metroid uh, with the boss battles were very creative. Uh, I I just enjoyed the boss battles. Um, And I don't want to bring any spoilers to Super Metroid, because it's now available for the new 3DS XL. So if you do have that system, you can download Super Metroid for, uh... You should have downloaded it
3: on your Wii years ago, and then again on your Wii U a few years ago, and you should have played it back in 94, you know, those years ago,
2: and... Well, we have some listeners that weren't bored in 1994. Uh, I, I definitely, uh, was enjoying the game, uh... Getting my tail kicked. Why am I on fire? Did I hit you with a <laughs> yes, yes, come on. <laughs> yes, I win. Uh, but it. The part of Super Metroid, what made it emotional is there's a scene that you have to experience after playing that whole game. And if you play. If, if you kind of. Kind of understood why it's important. It was something that helped drive the narrative of Super Metroid, uh, and you will understand why uh, it was it was shown that way. Uh, and it still has one of my favorite weapons in that game: uh, that super beam at the end. Oh, the just, hyper beam! Uh, yes, that that one. Uh, but the super being like putting everything together uh I just love love it it kind of it kind of felt like a a space shooter like a shooter up that's what it felt felt like uh, when I had that beam I could see that so uh, and then super uh super Metro was kind of the last metro game for quite a while
3: um, yeah it went from 94 to right about two. It was in 2004. It was before that, maybe 2002-ish. Um, so almost, oh god, eight, eight years, give or take.
1: Uh-huh.
3: So, yeah, right about. And so, you know, nearly a decade between the entries in the franchise, and then we got a, a, a double header when uh, that year, uh, Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion both came out at the same ta- uh same time, day uh-huh. and date together. You know, and you couldn't have had two more disparate, uh, you know, looks at the series. Um, Metroid Prime, which was divisive, um, you know, still generally looked at as one of the best games that ever hit the GameCube. Yes. But, you know, for some people, they, they didn't like it. And I, I look at it and I go, I love and adore it. But um, I, I can understand the fact that Metroid, what makes a Metroid game a Metroid game is different for different people. Yeah. And so some of that, you know, what was uh, specifically tied to the, the, the concept of the franchise, you know, for some people was lost when uh, Metroid Prime came out. You know, for others, it, it held that same element. It just depends on, you know, mentally what that element is to you that, that ties it together in your head. So I, I can understand the discrepancy for, for a lot of people of not, uh, of saying it's not a Metroid game. You know. And I, I wouldn't say that it's not a Metroid game. I would stipulate that with it's just not a Metroid game to me.
2: Well, um, before we get into Metroid Prime, uh, let's, get, let's talk about Fusion, Because uh, we're going story-wise... So the, much talking.
3: Oh my god, so much talking.
2: Well, chronologically, Metroid uh, Metroid Fusion is the fourth in the main series.
3: It's the Uh, last one chronologically,
2: too, at the moment.
3: So we're still waiting, you know, to find out what the hell happens after. Thanks a lot, Nintendo. We still want Metroid Dread.
2: (laughs) Well, let's get into Metroid Fusion. Um, It was a game for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, I remember getting that game because playing Metroid Prime uh of oh, that prime just, and when we get into prime, I have a lot to say about that game, um, a lot of positive and why it why it kind of made it just exceptional and exciting to play and um, kind of really changed up the Metroid series on why people were just like um even though people had their complaints about Metroid Prime, why people now won't like uh, uh, retro Studios to continue the Metroid franchise. Uh, so but we'll get into that. Um Metroid Fusion uh it happens where Samus is infused with the Metroid DNA. Uh I think Dark Samus uh did something to her or nope. uh or was it like a blast or something? Something so happened. At the
3: beginning of the game, um told in these beautiful, beautiful story cells. Yes. Um you you find that Samus is escorting a, a group of researchers down to SR 388. Now, bearing in mind this is post Metroid 2, the Metroids are gone from that planet. Well, uh, if you do a little digging into the history, you will find that the the Chozo actually genetically engineered the the Metroid species and put them on SR 388 specifically. ...to keep a natural parasite in check on that planet. Uh-huh. Without the Metroids there anymore, that parasite was running rampant. And, uh, they were attacked by this parasite, which, you know, the game refers to as super generically as the X-Parasite. But, um, Samus finds herself in her suit infected, and, uh, they, they bring her back to the, the research station where whole chunks of her suit are removed... And uh, what's left, you know, is this, it's down to mostly just the the organic bits um, underneath all that metal plate armor, and uh, as well as her DNA is being attacked. And so they they take a sample of the Metroid DNA from the infant Metroid from uh, Super and uh, bind it with hers to fight off the the X-Parasite. Because that's what the Metroids were created to do. They were created as, as like, a planetary antibody against these things. And so she finds herself, you know, with new Metroid DNA infused, which also has a few effects on um, what powers she does and does not get. You will find uh, Metroid Fusion, uh, the ice beam, is noticeably absent. It has been replaced with the... uh, the ice missile, instead, as a result, and um, there there are some distinct differences in the way those weapons behave. You know, the ice beam was a, a direct contact to freeze your your enemy. Uh-huh. The ice missile, well, in conjunction with something else, allows that to expand out um, in a really unique way. Uh, when you get the diffusion missiles, those were really nifty. They they let you hit like an entire room with a missile blast. Including, you know, with the the ice missiles, where they they just blew out and froze everything on the screen. It was pretty nifty. But you know, again, they they wrote it into the story that you know her body would have issues uh, obtaining an ice, you know, dealing with an ice beam, uh, just because that metric DNA and that vulnerability to the the, the super cold. So, but yeah, that's um that's. Some of the the back stuff of uh, Fusion in a nutshell. I've gone way too on, on way too long about minutia that doesn't matter. Um, but no, Fusion, like I said, was one of the first that carried with it this new very quick, fast feel too. Uh, it was very snap reaction. Um,
2: but it's also it kind of felt like also survival horror because of
3: the S A X.
2: Yes. Uh, I think this is where I got introduced to Dark Samus because she. Was Dark Samus and S.A.X. are two different things. Really, I thought really? Dark Samus was in uh, Metro Fusion. That's a, that's what I was calling her. The S.A.X.
3: was the 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 ex parasite mimicking Samus, um, you know, with the with the DNA that they obtained from her suit. And uh... no, uh, Dark Samus is a an entity. Uh... That's a a fusion of Phazon, Metroid DNA, and Samus' DNA all put together. That's what Dark Samus was. She was a Phazon entity.
2: Really? Mm
3: -hmm. Absolutely.
2: Wow. And everybody, Metroid Fusion is on Wii U that you're able to download, so I do recommend picking that game up. And if you're part of the
3: Ambassador program, you'll also have Metroid Fusion on your 3DS, too.
2: You know, I really don't, when I get home, I'm going to have to restart Fusion and relearn it. Because this is where we're introduced to Adam, and Adam is her colonel. where you're
3: formally introduced to. There, there's been writings about Adam for a long, long time, which is why it was speculated that that was Adam laying dead in uh, Super Metroid outside one of the boss doors. And it was not. It was just a Federation trooper sitting there. Because later on down the line in uh, other M, you find out how Adam died.
2: Yes. So, um, but see, but the, I was introduced because I didn't know anything about Adam because mm-hmm. of Metro Fusion, because of Samus being raised by the Chosen. Right. Uh, and I know I knew that she became a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. but they never really jumped into her. Her uh, background history after she left the Chozo. It right. it sounds like when she left the Chozo, she went to uh, the first Metroid game start. That's how it looked. Like right. Somebody.
3: You know, and and other end shed some light on that in between story, as it were. You know, some of uh, that she actually spent some time enlisted with the Federation as well before she broke off and went independent. Um. But yeah. No. Uh. Back back to Fusion, though. If if you uh, replay through Fusion. You'll find out there are probably no less than ten S.A.X.s running around that station. It's not one single.
2: Oh wow! Because you only find uh, uh, there's one part that uh, in future that you have to run this long hallway and you have to get down and yep. it's coming through and it starts scanning everywhere and it's just like. If it, if it sees you and it encounters you, it's going to chase after you, and you have no way to defeat it, defeat it. Oh no,
3: you you are massively underpowered to take on the S A X. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wonderful game of being stalked. Um, it, it is very much cat and mouse, and you are not the cat. Right. So.
2: Because normally you would think that Samus is able to handle anybody and hunt. Anybody. Uh but on this one you're the one that's being hunted oh, while yeah. still try to uh you know, get powers and things of that nature. Well not only that
3: too, but as you're trying to rebuild your abilities, you find out that somebody is working to stifle your progress. Actually multiple somebody's. But um You know, again, I I will leave that quiet just for the sake of spoilers on a ten-year-old game. But um, no, it's 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 a well-told story. It's God, it's so much talking compared to any other Metroid game, with now the exception of Other M.
2: But the talking is when she's going to a new area and going through the elevator. There's a lot of text going on. Right. And the uh, computer that seems to be Adam. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, there's also a little tongue in the, right there. Do be forewarned, though, that this game is very linear. Uh, it very is, linear. but it was
3: done that way just to fit the handheld format a lot better, yes. too. And it, it does that. But, oh my god, though, the boss fights in that game. Oh. They had phenomenal boss fights. I'm sorry, Nightmare was awesome.
2: Okay, I would talk... Th- okay, because we might have a different opinion of boss fights. These boss fights was hard as ever. Oh, but they were so good. They are good, but man, I died over and over and over again. As I...
3: you should. You need to learn patterns, methodology. You've got to, you know, know the minutiae of that boss fight to figure it out, you know. And it's, yeah, like I said, you were going to spend most of that game vastly underpowered fighting an uphill battle.
2: And... I didn't expect that from Nintendo, at all. No expectations from I expect Nintendo. it from them when they're on their game. You Rich. know what, I think because of playing, me playing through Metroid and playing Metroid Prime, the boss battles were, fair, some were fairly easy, some were really balanced and challenging. This kept me on my toes, and... Oh yeah. I feel like this is like the dark side, like you say. This is the dark souls of the Metroid Prime series, not Retro Prime of the Metroid series because you once you beat that boss and you were able to cuz the thing would float and once you was able to open it up and be able to collect the power, you felt so happy and accomplished because you was now able to progress. But you don't have to fight that boss again unless your gang got cleared out. And yeah, do we it all <laughs>
3: Now, see, I will say one of my favorite boss fights out of that game, though, was Nightmare. Because there was a boss that you walked in, and you were gimped by that boss. Because he was sitting there, like, over, just overworking the gravity in that room. Like, suddenly your missiles wouldn't fly. You, you'd launch a missile out of your cannon, and it would just fall to the ground. You know, I'm like, that's awesome. You know, there's a boss that actually has you over a barrel. That was just so cool to me. You know, because most bosses are like, I'm here, I'm a boss. These are your powers. These are my powers. You walked in, and he's like, bitch, you're in
2: my house. My rules. <laughs> uh, I, I, sw- I swear. Um, when I when I bought Metro Infusion, that was the only game that I focused on. No TV was cut on. No console was touched. I played that for almost two whole weeks until I beat it, and...
3: Play that game with headphones, by the way, and ad- adjust the sound settings on uh-huh. it for headphones, and it sounds way better, too. Like, in stereo, it's really impressive.
2: I'm gonna have to play it uh, with the headphones, because as a handheld player, I don't play much games with headphones, uh, but it, I think I, when I go back and do it, I'm gonna have to play it.
3: Like, when, when that game came out, I actually uh, hooked my Game Boy Advance up to the stereo in my room and switched it over to the uh, the stereo headphone setting, and it was really cool. Like, it had an awesome, you know, like, balance between the left and the right, and, like, some of the echo of things happening on the station came out, and it was it was very impressive all of a sudden. So... They they even though it's a little Game Boy cartridge, uh-huh. they put some really cool uh, work into the the audio of that game.
2: Ugh. Oh, I, I swear the the these boss fights, as amazing as they are, they were challenging. You're die five to six times. Oh yeah. But when you beat them, got the power. It's that much more satisfying yeah. too. But as you know, what's weird, the boss fights was bad was better than being. Uh, challenged by, uh, the, uh, what you call them (laughs) again? Oh, the S.A.X.? The Mm S.A.X., yes.
3: Well, the S.A.X. wasn't there to challenge you. The S.A.X. was there to make you fucking run and realize that you are weak, by comparison. You know, the bosses were there to, you know, stop your progress until you could, you know, not just up your game. You, you had to get better at yes. playing it. You had to increase your skill level, you know, before you got anything new uh, power-wise to help you. You actually had to be a, be better at the game. So. Uh,
2: and and you understand why at the end of the game why all of that is put together. Why mm-hmm. you had to get better. Oh, yeah. um, and it, it makes it makes it work, uh, and so Metro Fusion is is the last of the main series. Honestly, I thought
3: the last two bosses in that game, though, were the, the most disappointing out of all of them because the others were so good yes. and so challenging, and the last two were just kind of there as story mechanics. They didn't have really much challenge to them, and that that was kind of sad.
2: It felt like they had to wrap up so it yeah, gets, like end the game. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, so, th- like I said, Metro Fusion was the last man. So those are the first the, uh, mm-hmm. four Metroid, Metroid games. Uh, Metroid Prime. Let's get into Metroid Prime. I played the game at self-goody, walked to the concert, and put it on Bizarre. What Metroid Prime did, was just in the first, I'm going to say, 15 minutes of game. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, just that, that opening space station demo.
2: Heavy hook. Um, play her as uh, they call this a first-person event. Yep. Uh, it, introduced, and it was. It, yeah, it introduced uh, the lock-on mechanic. The strife was done with the B button, which felt superb. You uh, know, this this was a game that was not
3: built around shooter mechanics. Yeah. This is a game that was an adventure game where you could shoot stuff and you had to shoot stuff, but it wasn't you know kill everything. You know, it was exploratory. You know, it was thoughtful. Um, and like, You know, it was an adventure with shooting, not a shooter. So it's, it's a weird distinction to try and make, but, you know, for those that haven't played it, when you do, you'll understand the difference. Right. Don't go into it expecting a guns blazing game. You're not going to get it. It's not there.
2: And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, if you've been used to Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield, whatever, this changed your whole perception with this control. I, I, I still to this day, every time I play it, I'm still wild on how great this game is. So, after the intro, could, I got a phone call said the game was available. I drove half an hour at 5 o'clock traffic. <laughs> With my money to come get this game, I went into self goody I got the games and I played from I got home around six o'clock that afternoon, uh, or that evening till like 10 o'clock that night. No, I'm good, and well, I had to be at work in the morning. Mm-hmm. And even after I redid uh, the uh, intro part, when I landed on the planet and the weather effects, everything me.
3: was so lush.
2: Oh, and alive. wow! Wow. And I've never heard of Retro Studios until Metro. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see the water on services mask, it,
3: it you literally the droplets on the visor, the steam effects, the flash react, you know,
1: reflections. Oh, yes,
2: wow. and of course, I'm a person who wears glasses. If I, I understood why the that realism that they mm-hmm. gave me is because when I'm stuck in rain and the water's on my glasses, it looks like the water on her eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh. And because Metroid Prime is... is supposed to be where it talks about her adventures as a bounty hunter. I think where it starts her off as a bounty hunter. Well,
3: the, the Prime series takes place between Metroid 1 and Metroid 2. Yeah. So that's that's where it sits in the timeline. And it's it's more it's not about her as a bounty hunter specifically it's it's this story that they built around the the whole Fazon issue that was terrorizing the galaxy you know it started with uh, um, Talon Four with Metroid Prime and you know you start to see some of what's happening. You know, you you dig into the the text and the lore in that game and you find that, you know, the Chozo were there and they sacrificed themselves to try and lock it away. And then along come the pirates who are, you know, sitting there going, hmm, we can use this in evil and diabolical ways. And, you know, trying to sit there and mutate not only themselves and their their troopers, but also, you know, the Metroids, which is how you ended up with Metroid Prime at the end of the game. You know, it's this giant, out of control Metroid that's been, you know, feeding and infused with Phazon, and uh, it's just this gnarly, gnarly beast. And when you get to the end and you offer, um, if if you've actually got your 100% completion, you'll see how Dark Samus was born. Because if you'll recall, at the end when you kill Prime, um, Prime as a last ditch to try and save itself actually rips the uh, the phason from Samus' body that, that created the Phazon suit that she got from the mm-hmm. Omega Pirate and uh, <laughs> the whole thing just kind of explodes but at the 100% completion bonus ending, you see this little bubbling pile of Phazon on the ground and this armored hand reaches out with an eye on the back of it because now it not only has the phason and the Metroid DNA, it's now got Samus' DNA too and that's where Dark Samus was born.
2: Ah, see, I didn't get 100% mm-hmm. of it. Um, before we give more context about Metroid Prime, um, this is the first game, if you wanted this story, you scared. Yep. You you look for it. You was able to scare weapons, bosses... uh made, and plants, and yeah. Uh, like, even you even scared the save points... Huh. And understand they like, oh this is a safe point da da da, da, da. Mm-hmm. and it would add to the percentage of of what you do. And you literally would have to it's a risk reward. If you want that hundred percent you're gonna scan it. If you mm-hmm. if if you feel like that it's not part of you don't need that, yeah. That, if, I'm if I'm you, up to it, it
3: wasn't forced on you. Now I will say, um, for those that want to get the hundred percent scans, um play it on the trilogy version. Because unlike the original GameCube, the Trilogy version, your scans will stack over multiple playthroughs. So if you missed something that's a one-time only scan, uh-huh. um, and you start over again, you know, on your next playthrough after you finished, all your scans from the the last playthrough are still there, and you can keep building.
2: Ooh, I didn't know that. Yes, Ooh. it and, makes it much easier. Um, and Metroid uh, Prime did come out for the GameCube. It it was, it literally is one of the best, and we'll get a Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, um, Metroid Prime, I still believe, still to this very day, is a, is, a great game, um, if you do have the GameCube, and you can find your copy, I do recommend playing that, if not, it is available on the Wii U Virtual Console, um, I mean, not virtual console. It's available <laughs> for the eShop on of Wii U. It's um, a whopping twenty bucks too.
3: You get three amazing games yes. for twenty damn bucks.
2: And you are using the Wii Remote, which is which I I, I don't feel that it's better than the GameCube controller, but it it's different. easier to play.
3: Yeah, um, it's it, it takes a little more active thought to do, but you can be a lot more precise.
2: Yes. Uh, and if you own the Wii and you can find you a physical copy, good luck. God bless. <laughs> it's a collection. get ready to pay, Get
3: ready to pay a pretty penny for yes. it.
2: So it is available in different formats, but if you want the cheapest format, uh, get the digital version for Wii U.
3: We're we're gonna talk just for a second though yes. about the uh, the physical copy of the trilogy for the Wii, because. That was one of the few rare, rare, rare cases where Metric did a or Nintendo did a real pretty collector's edition because it came in this plastic slip cover with a steel book case and it was
1: oh. just
3: magnificent. I, I have a copy. I would share it with you at the moment. It's on loan to a friend of mine. But yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful packing. You know, and to this day, I don't think I've seen Nintendo do, like, any steelbook cases like that for anything else either. So, you know, to see them do that for this series that they apparently don't seem to have any love for anymore, was very strange. But, you know, it it was a, a nice little glimmer of thank you instead of fuck you.
2: Right. It's... I know definitely for me... In my area, it it was the hardest gang to find. It literally was the hardest gang to find.
3: It had a very short print run. Um, I want to say it was roughly about a half million copies printed, and that was it.
2: That might have been why. Um, I wish Kmart had it. <laughs> because usually, and this is the weird thing, because if you go to the popular places like Best Buy or Target or GameStop, they won't have it. Stores you do not think of. Adventure was still open. <laughs> now, years
3: years after it came out, they did do a, a reprint um, of, of copies, um, with just the, the standard DVD case, and I think it was, uh, released exclusively to GameStop. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, even if you find it in GameStop, one of the 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 reprinted you know soft book DVD cases, I think it's still like fifty bucks used. Which it's like really, you guys just got an infusion of more copies of this, and it was only fifty bucks new, and it's not as nice as the original copies either. But you still want me to pay the same thing for it that I paid for the steelbook, you know, brand new. Right. Uh, fuck oh, no. you, GameStop.
2: Fuck <laughs> you. Uh, but yeah, uh, it. It was 3D open. I want to say open world in a way. Uh, the boss fights are is still one of the best. Uh, just just some just great. I, yes, I know I said Super Metroid has some of the best boss boss fights, and Metroid Fusion is the Dark Soul boss fights, but it makes you feel accomplished when you beat them. Uh, when I played Metroid Prime and I got to the bosses, it's some just well designed uh, bosses. Goodness, the the I want to say the third boss because I've included the uh the trainer boss for the first. Okay, part.
3: so the Parasite Queen. Um, there would have been Flagera, Uh, the the giant plant rabbit thing. Um, I'm trying to think.
2: This your... is the one where you have to uh, scan the rock with the different visors. Yeah, and he was like probably the hardest one that I had to beat. But when he turned everything into fog, I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, wow. Oh, oh, Thardis God. was awesome. And for anybody that wants a challenge, uh,
3: if you do a little working at it, you can go into the Thardis boss fight without the thermal visor. And it is totally doable. You just have to have certain patterns memorized. But you can beat Thardis without the thermal visor. So if you want to try and challenge yourself a little bit more... Uh, that's a nifty thing to try. I will, I will vouch for it because I've done it personally. I did it on a whim, just going, I wonder if I could do this, and I was like, ah, I can do this.
2: Ah. You so. see see me busy doing <laughs> this. My hands. It's the Wayne's going. World.
3: We're not worthy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and this is the funny thing about Larry and how well, not well, experienced he's in the uh, Metroid series. Me. Uh, Our co-host, Adrian Nieto, who couldn't be here, and Tony Zillacoggins. To be
3: fair, we didn't even try and call him on Skype.
2: (laughs) He's at work. He's doing something.
3: This is probably
2: true. Uh, We were playing Metroid, and Larry was able to hear music in our mics or through the headset and actually knew where we was at. He's like, oh, you're in this area. And you're probably about to go fight this boss. (laughs) How the heck did you know? Like from from the music, we weren't shooting enemies. We had we weren't talking because we was focused on trying to. Not only that, they were
3: sitting there playing the first Prime, and I'm like two games ahead of them. I'm working on Corruption.
2: Exactly, (laughs) which we'll get into. Uh, But uh, Metroid Prime is ever since it when it came out, it got high reviews at EGM. People fell in love with it, and I I do recommend everybody play that game. It, it, it is, to me personally, and if you're gonna play any part of the Metroid games, Metroid Prime is required to be. Played. That's what I feel like.
3: Oh yeah. I, I, I hate to do it. We're uh, we're running out of time frame, so we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna do the rapid fire of the last couple here in the series.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? Let's um let's we're we'll get to part two of. Uh, after probably uh, where we uh, do, uh, well, we'll do, since we're gonna do a full blow for uh, AM. Uh, AM2RA. Yeah. Um, when we come back doing that episode, we'll do part two and two more weeks. Because we have yeah. still Metro Part Two Echoes, where it was the dark, light and dark. Mm-hmm. uh evolution years of yeah. of the Metroid series. So we Failed, got that
3: we got Echoes, Corruption, we've got Hunters,
2: we've got other M and we've got Pinball. Oh yes. So we <laughs> Motherfucking have, Pinball. Uh, so we have more to talk about that. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um you can email us at world one podcast at gmail.com. That's W O R L D One One uh podcast at gmail.com. Um uh, join us on the Facebook page of World 1-1 One One. Uh, we want to hear what you guys think about the Metroid series, if you're interested in playing them, where to start at, if you want to go chronological if you just want to play the games or the way they we release, uh, we'll let you know come have a discussion with us um, also you can check us out on SoundCloud under Google Play uh, you can check us out at uh, iTunes, Archive.org um I think that that covers it or anything. No, uh, that,
3: that covers most of that. Um, shout out from uh, from our friends from a discussion a couple weeks ago. Uh, friends, embers and elephants. Um, yeah. Got word just this morning. It's it's Sunday morning as we re, or it's Sunday afternoon now as we record. But um, sad sad news. Uh, last yesterday was uh, their guitarist uh, Jeff's birthday. And I woke this morning to news that Jeff had passed away last night from a, a heart attack, unfortunately. So our, our thoughts and prayers are out with the band and the families, and you, you were phenomenal. I, I, you had a, a wonderful mastership of your craft, and what you brought to the band was amazing and will forever be missed dearly and never, never be able to be truly replaced so
2: so yes we here at World War 1 send our condolences to the family to the band uh, and there will probably be more details coming out or something but uh, hopefully uh, you might pay uh, tribute to them uh, I don't know if you're going to play a song for them or, or anything uh, at the end
3: uh, that I, I think cool. we'll probably put up Man of God so
2: okay cool uh, but thank you guys thank you everybody and with that we're going to go, I guess... Birthday party. Birthday party. Birthday party. Yay! Say cake, baby. Cake. Goodbye, <laughs> bye, baby. Everybody, our, our special, special guest, Olivia Giver, has joined us throughout the conversation. She's oh, just so beautiful. But with that, everybody, we will see you... Uh, next week. Next week uh, with the review full on and then we will be bringing you part two of the veteran discussion and with that we are out bye <laughs>
0: Get to play the mul- dude. The last time I got to play multiplayer on Echoes was like six years ago, if if not longer. Dead serious. It's criminal.
2: Uh, let's see. Grab the controller. Just see.
0: Hey, look, I see you.
2: You punk.
0: What do I get? Hey, unlimited Miss Llama.
2: I got a dark bee.
0: Oh, I lost my super missile.
2: There
4: we go. Are you fucked? What
2: the heck happened? How did you get me?
0: Missiles? Because keep in mind, missiles have tracking on them.
2: Real? Uh, well, you know, but I've never played the multiplayer. Uh, even please. in
0: even in single player, uh, all the prime games, the missiles have a mild tracking on them. So if you're locked on, uh-huh. the missiles will home, to an extent at least. Uh, oh, yeah, like there's an
1: upgrade. Uh, oh yeah,
0: you can blow out some of the walls. Where are you? I'm going to give you that super missile too. There you are.
4: got you
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm going to be your res bit.
4: oh crap
0: oh fuck me
2: i don't have enough condos for that
0: no, but you're sitting on an annihilator beam, and those things are nasty. Ooh! <laughs> oh, dang Come it. here, you! No! Come here.
1: No! Come here! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes!
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! This is this is quite amazing. I've never played the met- uh, See nobody has. Cause the game is just so amazing. Like Metro Prime 2 is an amazing game.
0: Hell yes. I still think it's the best prime game. Uh uh oh spaghettios
4: What the heck? What
0: power the- bomb. I found a power bomb. Ha 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 ha
4: ha Are you
1: serious?
0: That's why I call them pocket nukes. And I still got two of them left. Well, that's okay. You come here. You come here because I got something for you.
2: You know, I got out the way real quick. I'm like, let me move, let me move.
4: What the heck? I didn't even see you. I was even close by you.
0: Yeah, you were. I dropped it right as I boosted past.
2: That's a mess.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're here somewhere. There you are. Super missiles don't have quite the same tracking that regular missiles do, though.
4: Oh,
2: crap.
0: I know, you were almost there, too. Not gonna lie, you were almost there.
4: Damn it! Yes.
0: (laughs) I will say, this game fixed one of my big gripes about the first Metroid Prime.
2: Well what, what was that?
0: Well, considering that Metroid Prime changed it so that the grapple beam isn't coming out of her cannon anymore, it's attached uh, to her left arm. Yeah. The first one I'm like, why the fuck can I not shoot while I'm grappling? And they fixed it.
4: Oh you serious? oh <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> You know
2: what I just realized?
0: What? I think when they did the trilogy, they ran this
3: off of, um, uh, they, they made some adjustments based off of the, the engine that they were using for the multiplayer on this. Oh God.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cause if you look like the dark
0: beam, it uh-huh. doesn't have like the, uh, the cannon overflow effect. Not in multiplayer.
4: Oh really?
0: Here, watch my cannon. See it? Yeah. It doesn't creep back.
4: Wow.
0: I'm wondering if that's what they did.
4: Oh, god damn it. Yes. Yeah, come on now. (laughs) Oh, you punk.
0: (laughs) I will bomb your ass to oblivion.
2: Yes. Take that win. Odd oh, crap.
0: <laughs> hey, you
4: What trick. Uh-oh.
0: I got me a shotgun now. Uh, yeah. There you are. Come <laughs> here. See you over there.
4: Dang it, you can't got it again. Crap. I <laughs> see you. Yeah. <laughs> Crap.
0: Lit your ass on fire. (laughs) <laughs> Got more light beam. Give me one of those again.
4: <laughs> oh dang it.
2: I'm like, Savens, why you not move it?
0: Where are you? Okay, we got thirty seconds left. Either I kill you or we run out of time and I still win. Get a single fucking annihilator the whole time. Alright, so are we sounding alright or are we still too quiet?
2: We'll
3: see. A few days have passed since the recording of this episode, and more importantly and sadly, the passing of Jeff, uh, a dear friend from the Chicago area with uh, a band that I I consider all of them dear friends Emperors and Elephants. Um, Details have Come out about his passing since then, which um, unfortunately, uh, Saturday night, uh, the evening of his birthday, um, getting to do what he loved to do one last time, uh, playing on stage with his friends and bandmates. Um, Jeff passed of a heart attack, and uh, I just wanted to take a moment um, now that I have a, a little quiet time to myself and a little reflection and, you know, having. Seen so many memories and so much outpouring of love, uh, shared online in regards to Jeff's passing. Just to uh, additionally express my condolences to the family that Jeff leaves behind, as well as the friends, um, of which I was glad I could call myself. Um, I wanted to share a couple of fond memories of Jeff and the gang, um, one of which, is I sit here holding my daughter, um, about a year ago, when we found out we were pregnant, uh, we got to go see Emperors and Elephants play in Fort Wayne, and after the show, um, we actually we took pictures of the entire gang on the band, Jeff included, uh, with my wife, and all their hands, you know, on her tummy, and um, you know, just this look of joy and happiness on everyone's face. Um, I actually I still have that picture I will uh, see what I can do to find it and post it up on our Facebook page um, but the other memory that I wanted to share um, was one that my wife brought up and it's one that I share with friends uh, fairly often actually um, was an evening a couple years ago where everyone was over at our place before uh, playing a show in town that night and um, playing cards and drinking beers and general shenanigans and whatnot and uh Jeff had gone out to the van and grabbed his guitar and brought it back up and as we all sat around our dining room table Jeff starts playing and Jesse starts singing and proceeds to uh wonderfully just poke fun at everybody in the room and uh it's it's a very very happy fond memory that I look back on and I share often um but again just a uh A moment to share and express condolences to Jeff's family, loved ones, and friends. Um, With that said, uh, I leave with you um, what I was uh, told was his favorite song to play on stage. Um, I Give You Change by Emperors and Elephants.
5: dust covered walls Read through my journal Hear my word, my To Depict on the pages All the faces I matter Cause you're the one thing Done right in a life of regret Better take you away To a place of higher ground Cause the life, girl, on was lost Lost between the sound Time might make a subtle change, and I think it's time I disconnect. End of this All you know just to